Hello, and welcome to Foundance Connected Philanthropy Podcast. Today, we are privileged to have Chris Barlow, Founder and Customer Happiness Director of Beeline Marketing as our guest. And we will be talking about attracting and retaining donors. Chris has a deep passion for helping nonprofit organizations, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Thanks so much, Tammy. Great to be with you. And as Chris and I discussed what might be a good focus area for this episode, we settled on attracting and retaining donors because that is a a big concern for nonprofit organizations. And uh, I know you have some great advice and tips, insights to share with our community. So let's just dive in and get started. How about telling me a little bit about yourself? What makes you tick and how did you get to where you are today, focusing on what you focus on? Yeah. So when I was a kid, I, I just was like, I don't want to, I saw my dad working in corporate America and I said, I have no interest in doing that. And I want to do something like helpful to the world. I want to live overseas. I don't know. I hadn't quite figured that out. And then after college, I just had to get a job and I got a job in sales and I actually loved the job. I liked the company. I was doing a lot of cold calling. And I was just shocked that I really was enjoying it. Um, and I worked at the company for over 10 years. And, but I knew I didn't want to retire there. I didn't want to stay in that industry. I just, I knew that that wasn't. So I had been thinking about starting a business and got kind of fell into marketing. And, it, and I feel like it was a really good fit for me and that for a lot of reasons, but I wasn't quite sure where I was going to focus. And I, so I started by just talking to a no- local nonprofit that I knew and volunteer say, can I just help you guys with your Google ads? Cause this is what I've just learned to do. And I want to get some experience under my belt. And they were like, sure. So I volunteered with them and that turned into them saying, we, you know, we want to pay you for this at some point. And they started referring me to other nonprofits and just kind of built from there. So that was a really kind of a happy accident. Wow. That's usually there's several more twists and turns. That's is a happy accident. I, <laughs> I love that. And, and I, I share and understand the, the interest in marketing too. Um, awesome. Throughout my whole career, I've, it, it's, it's an area where you, you really can't make a difference for an mm-hmm. organization. And um, whether that's finding leads for sales uh, or whether that's really helping nonprofits find new donors to really help, you know, driving and get more funds to -hmm. help do their good work. So let's, let's talk about that a little bit more. Why do nonprofits, do you think, have trouble finding new donors consistently, either through digital marketing or, or other methods? I I think the, probably the main thing is, and, and this really doesn't apply just to nonprofits, but in the nonprofit space, it's really common for us to th- assume that people are looking for us, that they're thinking about us, that they're going to, that people are out there to, to be a donor and to give. And people, of course, there's a lot of meaning and, and power we have to offer through people, helping people be generous or, or identify as a donor, but that's not what they go online for, right? They go online to get entertained, or I've said it before, solve a problem or answer a question. And so I think that's why people, why it's can, it's going to be hard to just attract new donors is we're trying to get them to come to us. And we're hoping that they're already thinking about us, searching for us, and uh, and that if you build it, they will come. And I, <laughs> I think that's a mistake. 
Yeah, shocking yeah, news. They're not they're not spending all their waking hours looking for you, and and all you have to do is find them. So, um, with that's the case, what what ideas or approaches do you think uh, can can change how you connect with and find these new donors through digital marketing? Um, well, if, first thing is. Um, I guess this is also another issue area of trouble is when you're a small or medium sized nonprofit and you're trying to compete with the really big nonprofits. Um, that's another area where you're gonna, you're, they're just going to have a bigger budget. They're going to have much more resources, uh, people, and and things they can do to get to be found by people. But the the main idea or approach that can help you, even if you're a very small nonprofit, is to think about how to meet your potential donors where they're at and say, how can we meet a need of theirs in a small way, in a sustainable way that helps build that first bridge, build them that first step toward us. I'm a, I'm an animal sanctuary and I know that we know I can take help take care of animals. I know a whole lot about that. And so we, we can help pet owners deal with some of the questions that they're going to have as they are, are, you know, maybe they just adopted a pet and they're trying to figure out how to crate train the dog or how do we clip our cat's nails or whatever, you know, we can help pet owners in some small way through a, a digital resource that we can use over and over again. And, and now we're meeting people where they're at and building that first step, that bridge toward us. Yeah, I see that. That, that is a bridge. It may not be the direct what, what you do through your mission, but it is related and something you know and something then that they would be they need uh mm -hmm. potential donors so i like that um are there other strategies or one strategy that that you've seen work well for new people as well as longtime donors uh similar to that to track yeah. them yeah so instead like you could create a piece of uh, content like a, a ebook or something that to help new people but you could also, another thing that people like is anything that there has interaction where they get to give their input and answer questions. So if you're wanting to attract new people, a quiz and giving them a unique result based on their answers, um, maybe not entirely unique, right? But maybe there's a pool of 10 potential results that they can get or however many. And, and so that's a great way to attract people. And it doesn't require as much effort to put together a good quiz as it is to put together a, a nice ebook. And then for, you mentioned long-term donors, um, long-time donors like to like surveys too, especially if the survey is about them. It's not about you and your organization. If you're asking them, what are your interests? Um, what are you, what are you passionate about? Why have you given to us before? Um, well, how do you like to be communicated with? How do you feel we're doing when you give a gift? What would you, what do you, what is your expectation of that gift? Any of the kinds of questions that will help you identify the, your, the donors who are really passionate or help them say what their issue is. Maybe they are a lapsed donor and they've got a frustration. Um, but those kinds of questions can help you really identify the people that problems that you can solve, identify the people who are passionate um, or, and, and segment your audience and get, you know, hand your, your development team, someone who's really engaged and give this person a call. Look at the, look at the response they put in their survey. Excellent. So is, uh, do you have examples of where somebody used a survey in your work 
in the past and, yes. and maybe a story or something that you could share with us to yeah. really bring that home? Because I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So um, we, I've used it in two different places, especially the most. Um, this this coming, over the coming year, I want to start helping nonprofits and the clients I'm working with implement it for their current donors, the donor survey, the development, the segmentation. But where we've used it the most is in two ways. One, we've put together surveys of their donors of their email list and saying, hey, we're thinking about creating a resource for donors to help people like you, new people who don't know about us. And that might be helpful to you. Here are some of the ideas we've come up with. Which one would be most helpful or valuable to you? And that way, before you actually put the effort in to create some piece of digital content, you get feedback on what they would actually want. So that's a really easy one. That's a, um, and then we've used, you know, uh, I've, I've used, had a, uh, let me, if I can share about that. We had a, um, a, tra- a travel, not a nonprofit that provides uh, travel for u- youth and students who come from poor neighborhoods, demographics that they basically never would get to go overseas. And they just believe in the value of, expanding your horizons, having experiences in new places and new cultures when you're out of your comfort zone, you're out of everything you've ever known and how that can really help people grow as people and, and, and go back as leaders. And so their goal is to help put together these groups of, of kids who go overseas, lead them on this life-changing experience. You know, it, it, it's for fun, but it's, it's not just like a tour, right? It's, it's much more than that. They do a service project. And so we put together a survey, just say, okay, hey, we this team, the founders know all about travel. They know how to live overseas, how to pack well, how to book flights, how to um, pick a good destination and the considerations, all those things. And and so we asked their audience, like, what would be the most helpful thing? And it ended up in their particular case, it was a pretty mixed result. So we just said, let's create an ebook and let's answer all those things. Let's do it all. It just made sense. It fit. Um, whereas there are other, there might be other times where you would just, it would be, it makes sense to just pick one topic to focus on. Right. Right. Cause you could just do a chapter on everything and it turns out to be a nice handy ebook that, yeah, all of it's helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, well, along with that and, and with surveys, is there, is there something else that you've learned recently that that has practical applications for nonprofit marketing, similar to surveys or maybe in another yeah. area? Well, just the, uh, the idea that um, we, we need to ask more questions um, and we don't have to be the experts, whether that's in, in marketing or in software services or just understanding, you know, where people are at, what they're looking for, um, not assuming that we know everything. And maybe we know, like in the area of marketing, maybe we, we know more as an expert than, than maybe a particular nonprofit, or we know as much as someone on their team. But saying, okay, we're going to, here's our strategy. We're going to go this way. But before we like start implementing, let's again, ask some more questions of our audience, see if this is the right direction. And then once we put something out there, maybe we put create an ebook we, or create a quiz, we, st- we launch some ads, and then we say, let's test something else. Let's change, let's test a different landing page and let's see which actually works better. Let's not just assume that we came up with these great ideas, the right language, the right ad copy. It's going to really work well because we're just so brilliant. Just having the humility to say, like, let's, let's review that and not assume we've got it 
and figure it out on the first try and see if we can improve it. And, um, and, and I think that trade uh, that was, I just, I recently went to the Neo summit and uh, I've been sharing this with other people that um, the, there was one keynote that's really stuck with me. That was by Jeff Giddens of next after. And he talked about humility as a really, really important trait for fundraisers, because if we're humble, we don't have to worry. We don't have um, imposter syndrome. We can say, I don't know it all, but I'm going to try this and we'll see how it works. And then if it doesn't work, we'll try something different. And everyone can live with that. Everyone can say, yeah, let's, I, I love that you're leading and giving direction and you have some knowledge and yet you're not saying I've got it figured out. So um, I think that that trait can apply again to help you be more effective in your marketing. Um, I know that I just recently was writing a blog post and it was a kind of case study format. And I went back to one of my own clients landing pages and I just was like, I'm just going to do a self-evaluation. How can this landing page be better? And that, that exercise of going through it and writing about the page made me see like, oh man, this page is not very good. There's so much more that could be done to improve it. And I just needed some space and time away from when I first created it to be able to review it and evaluate it and see it from a new light. I, I love that. And that, that really, I think, brings us to our best selves too. Um, and not trying to pretend to be more than we are or worry about that we're not enough. Um, just having that humility to, to learn from others and, and be curious. I like that. Yes. Um, be curious. And, yeah. And, and uh, testing and iterating. I, yeah. There's the things that you discover you never would have guessed a lot of times. And and sometimes you're like, oh, I should have seen that now. And then you really lock it in as something that you'll go, you know, put in your toolkit. But other times you're like, this seems random. So you always do have to test it because it, mm -hmm. it may be different at another time of year or what, you know. So always thinking of, of questions and being curious. I like that. I, I just implemented that. Um, we, we, we wanted to be, rebuild a landing page. Um, and so we sent out a survey and asked some recent people who had taken, who they downloaded the ebook and asked them how it had been helpful to them and why they downloaded it. And we used their answers as the reasons why other people should download the book as why, as we, on, our, on our new iteration, because we're getting the words from the people themselves saying, this was what I was facing, or this is how it helped me. And so now instead of us just thinking why, how it can help people, we're using the actual language. And so again, not assuming we know as well as our audience does. Well, I like that because it's, it's during the journey too, you're making it more effective, which is all about marketing of like, okay, there's that journey to get them to become a donor, a first time mm -hmm. donor or whatever. And if part of that journey is, getting this ebook or taking the survey and, and, you know, getting better at that, getting more people to do that step, you know, <laughs> the mm -hmm. mathematically works out to having more donors at the end. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. not just asking what, why'd you give, you know, and, and on the actual giving and donation part, but the, the journey that, that donors take to get there. That's yes. the beauty of marketing and looking at that whole pathway and that journey. Um, a lot of nonprofits start out without 
I don't, I don't know when a marketing person comes on, right? You know, like mm-hmm. marketing's always one of the multiple hats that the initial people mm-hmm. wear until, until how many hires down the road and then they get a full-time marketing person maybe, right? Or um, combined with their development. But if you were thinking about small, mid-sized nonprofits, uh, how how do you recommend they pick their marketing strategies that they should focus on when really they've just tried to keep all the balls in the air prior to that? How, how what what approach would you recommend? Yeah, I think the first thing is to not try to do it all, and just to really pick a couple of things to do well, and then how do you pick those things? Well, I think every nonprofit has to has to do work on their website because that's where ultimately everyone's needs to go. And that's what you own the, you know, you have the most control over You're you can't be, you're not subject to the whim of a, a social media platform or Google or whatever. So your website is, is where you should put your most focus or your first focus. Um, and then what channel to focus on? I mean, it kind of needs to be considerate of who your audience is, what they're using. You know, if they're, if you have a very young audience, then you need to be using the most up-to-date newest engaged social media platform like TikTok, maybe Instagram. Um, if your audience is actually a little older, social media wise, maybe you would use Facebook or Twitter. Um, I, and in terms of ads, same things and considerations if you're running at paid ads. Um, I, I always recommend, and this is kind of maybe a little, I, I can't speak unbiased in an unbiased fashion, but I, I do think it's compelling is the Google ad grant program or the Microsoft being at a grant program because it's free advertising. Um, there's not a lot of risk for your organization. You can put the ads out there. You're not paying for those clicks. You're not paying and you can test and see what's working well. And, um, and then if you want to branch out, you, you can and should, but that's a really, I, I think that's a good place to start. Um, because again, there's just less risk, less cost. And, uh, yeah, you get Google has ten thousand dollars per month in ads that some you can't some organization organizations can't even use that. It's too much. Uh, Bing just released their grant program this past late summer, three thousand a month, um, and it's a very good program too. So that's where I that's kind of where I would say to start, and then you can kind of branch from there. But don't try to do it all. That's that's my main piece of advice. Find the one or two things you can focus on well. And if if you want to do that with websites and and just getting your content on your website you may need to engage or or get some help on that both technology wise as well as on the Google Ads is that is that something that you offer and and uh, you have advice for of places that people could go to to look for options there if that's not yeah. something you do Yeah absolutely um there are yes yeah, so my company does offer the uh, Google ads being grants. Um, we don't do websites, but we help with landing pages. Um, and this isn't in a commercial for me. I just, that's, we do help with that. There's a lot of good people out there. Um, there is a website and the name, we can put it in the show notes. The name is not coming to me, um, but you can find volunteers for specific needs that you have. And it includes marketing. Um, it's all like online digital people who volunteer virtually with your organization. Um, honestly, try Fiverr. If you want to, if you need to find someone for a specific project, um, I wouldn't necessarily go to Fiverr for a long-term like position, but if you just want to get something done, um, Hey, we need a video. We need a, we need a landing page built. That's a great place to go and start and just 
you can build a relationship with someone, but you can also just get something done and, and you get it for fairly cost effective if you need to do that. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of good people out there and I'm happy to also re- get, just refer people. So if you want to reach out to me afterwards, um, then I know a lot of people I can connect you to, too, as well. Excellent. We'll put those things in the show notes for our listeners. Thank you. Um, now, a different question here. Are there any new or emerging opportunities in marketing that you think nonprofits could take advantage of? Maybe it, maybe it isn't the first or second thing they do, but um, uh, yeah. maybe you've already mentioned some of them, but uh, what what's there? Yeah, well, I, I mentioned, I think I think of two things specifically. Um, and the first one would be, again, the Bean Grant Program. That's just a new one, a new, another grant. Um, so, you know, people, most people think, well, who uses Bing? I don't go to Bing. Um, Bing, I think, um, has, I want to say globally, 2 billion searches a month. So it's a very small fraction of Google, but it's still significant. Their, their uh, user base is a little older and has usually a little higher income. So in terms of for finding donors, it can be actually a really good place to go. And the way that their grant program works is different than the Google program. I found it to be more efficient and effective. So far, um, it's pretty new, but so far it seems to be a pretty good place to go. Um, another thing I think nonprofits could take more advantage of is um, text message marketing. Um, this is actually not something that we do, but just put, putting more emphasis in helping to collect their donors or potential donors' uh, phone numbers and sending timely, helpful texts um, not just obviously spamming people, but text messages have a very high open and engage rate. Um, not to say that you shouldn't do email too. Email is still really important, but I kind of need both. But the te- text messages have, again, way higher open rates and, and response rates. So um, there are good tools out there for you, like automating your text messaging so that when someone gives for the first time or they subscribe for the first time, you can have some of that stuff automated to them. Um, or maybe you set up a, an automated text once per month. So as soon as someone comes in, they just, they're going to automatically hear from you just once per month. And maybe you're not asking them anything. It, maybe you're giving something. Maybe you're sending them something encouraging or a resource that's related to, to how you're giving back to your donors or retaining them. Right, right. Or just something timely or funny that's all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> related. <Totally>. Yes. <laughs> I could attest the the texts they're very easy and and quick. It does fit the the mode of the day for sure. Um and as we're wrapping up here, I I um came across uh you with with uh, some of the services that you offer, finding corporate sponsors. And I wanted to give you a chance here to talk about what makes your eyes light up. What, do you, what are you most excited if someone was going to say, hey, Chris, can you help me with this, you know, or that? What are some of the, the services you provide that you're real excited about um, engaging and helping nonprofits? Uh, I, I love to be able to tell an organization and then deliver on um we you know getting helping them grow their audience um the the through google ads and through offering helpful content you can easily get between 100 and 300 new subscribers every month very consistently 
And it doesn't require your team to run around with so many projects. It's like you put together something one time and use it over and over again. And um, you can just very, again, very consistently grow, grow your audience. And I just, I love that. I love helping organizations serve people. And then by doing that, attracting them and, and opening the door for a longer term relationship and thinking through the strategy on, on how, what, what kind of communication, what kind of things can we say? How can we invest in these people so that they like opening your emails so that when it comes time to, to give at year end, they're, they're like, yeah, I want to support this organization. I know I've been reading the stories. I've been hearing your mission. I got a taste of it myself in a small way. I think what you guys are doing, I want to give. This is, this, I feel so much different about your asks than any other nonprofit because every other nonprofit, they just send me an email when they want money. And you guys are, are, are clearly, you're, you've sent emails to me throughout the year where you weren't even asking me for anything. You were just sending me a helpful email or encouraging email, a story with no ask at all. Right. And, and just getting to know you as well. Yes. It's asking you questions. Yes. Right. Right. Um, You definitely would have, uh, you'd, you'd really have a a better feel for almost like the personality of, of the organization in a way of how important this nonprofit views serving others. I, I like that. Well, I've learned a lot today already um, uh, from our conversation, and and I really want to thank you for taking time today to help our community learn more about what it takes to effectively attract and retain donors and not in a big, unattainable way, but with some really great steps and and things, bite-sized chunks. I appreciate that. So uh, I want to remind our listeners that we will be including links to Chris's website, social media sites, and and some other helpful resources and what we've talked about today and mentioned in in today's episode. Um, But Chris, I also want to give you a a time here. Do you have any final thoughts or advice to leave our listeners with? Yeah. So focus. Um, when it comes to your marketing, you're going to get a lot of good advice. A lot of people telling you different strategies. Don't feel like you have to do them all. Just pick one or two. The second thing I would say is be humble in your marketing. And especially like if you're, if you've, if you're hiring it out to someone, make sure the per the, the company, the agency you're, you're working with is humble, like that they're willing to question their assumptions that they want at, they want your feedback that they're saying, look, let's try something different with this. Is, we're going to try this and here's the reasons why, but it may not work. So we'll, we're going to, we're going to always test our own assumptions. So that, that, that trait of humility. Um, and the last one is just serve your donors. Don't, don't always, if, if you serve them and invest in them, then they're going to serve you back and give back to you. I love that. Thank you. So If our listeners, if you have learned anything from today's uh, Connected Philanthropy podcast, please share it with your peers and others who might also enjoy and benefit from it. I I know I will. Uh, So we look forward to connecting with our audience in, in future webinars, podcasts, and community discussions. And we wish you all the best success. And again, thank you all for all you do.